0: The Fieldhouse Files is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that NBA and Pacer tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game so if you're already looking ahead planning your schedule for November a home game maybe it's Milwaukee to see Giannis and George Hill maybe it's Memphis to see Jaron Jackson Jr. you'll want to go on to the app use the easy two tap checkout once you use the in-app panoramic seat view to see exactly where you'll be sitting at the game so head to the app store or play store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets <laughs> And welcome into another episode of the Fieldhouse Files. Recording this late Monday night after filing my story. The Pacers reaching agreement with Domana Sabonis on a contract extension on his rookie deal. Four years, $74.9 million guaranteed. Very similar to the four years, $72 million guaranteed that Miles Turner received at this time last year. Now remember, this is not into effect until July. So he'll play this season out, the final year of his rookie deal for three and a half million but this is big news for the Pacers it keeps their core intact it gives them the opportunity to go full steam ahead with this experiment of Turner and Sabonis in the front court and so jumping on here with me late Monday night is Dave Defour to discuss this extension Dave how surprised were you to see that the Pacers and Domas were able to find common ground
1: well the the trade reports came out over the weekend or was that Friday mm-hmm. and uh you know It seemed to me like this team had decided that that the experiment wasn't going to work and they were like ready to move on. And uh, when we got really close to the deadline, I was like, "Okay, maybe we won't get a trade. But it it does seem like this is not going to be a long term partnership or they're at least going to take it to restricted free agency. And then, uh, you know, right at the deadline, five years, 75 million roughly um, or four. Sorry, four years, 75 million roughly. Uh that's a lot of money for a guy who may not fit next to the other guy that you just signed to a big contract. So um, yeah, my initial reaction is uh, I am, uh, I don't know, I'm not high on this move. How do you feel about it?
0: So I like it. I thought it was about the number that I thought would be good for both parties. I think Domas wanted a little bit more than this. Um, I think what ultimately happened was the Pacers went up a little bit more um, and probably added those incentives to the line as well. But I don't mind it, Dave, because you're looking at a guy that's making just under $20 million, about that $18 million annually, right in line with Miles. But you pointed out, right, the one big gamble is going into this new year. We don't know if this pairing will work and if they have a future together. But... It's a reasonable number in today's NBA, especially after some of those contract extensions we saw. Uh, the one that jumps out to me is Jalen Brown, I think, at 115 million. So you're what you're talking 25 to 28 million per year, depending on how it shakes out. That I don't like as much as this one, and I think even if it doesn't work, this pairing, I think it's a, a fair contract, a reasonable contract that another team will have no problem taking on.
1: Yeah, it's a movable deal. I know he Sabonis has a lot of fans around the league, which is why I actually thought they would wind up moving him and and getting a useful piece back. Uh, so it's definitely not something that, that they're stuck with. And, and let's be honest, this isn't a team that's going to be spending big money next summer on a free agent. Also, there are no free agents next summer. Yeah,
0: Nobody really will.
1: (laughs) Right. So, you know, there, there is that. Um, so if you're looking two years from now, the big names, you know, you're going to have Giannis out there. I doubt Indy is going to have a shot at Giannis, but you never know. Um, I am really high on Miles Turner, so maybe he he turns into a cornerstone that Giannis wants to come play next to, uh, but you know it's doubtful, and and so the money the money part of it isn't really that big of a deal to me. It's more the commitment. Now, if this pairing's not working, you have less flexibility because you can't move him until the off season. Uh, they've got you know the six month moratorium after you sign. A contract extension,
0: and then the so, old poison pill, which it's it's basically makes it unlikely for him to be dealt all this year. You're right,
1: exactly. So, um, you know, there's that, and now again, like we sort of the other day, we tempered expectations. You know, there's so many question marks about Victor Oladipo, and and this pairing at at the four and the five with Sabonis and Turner, and you know how some of the new pieces are going to fit, and where they're going to create offense, and how their defense is going to make up for the lack of Thad Young. Um, I think that this just will force them to stay the course rather than being able to pivot at mid season if something else presents itself. So I don't love the lack of flexibility that they have in the short term, long term, you know, it's fine. They they could move that deal next summer with no
0: trouble. So in terms of possible trades, which Sam Amick was talking about and reported on uh, Friday a little bit, how I was her- heard about that and, and viewed that is more so they were calling around and seeing what-, what was out there. And if something really jumped on them, then they wouldn't hesitate to make that move. But getting this deal done also suggests clearly there wasn't something that enticing um, th- that really motivated them to move him. And the thing I- now I want to see, and I think we talked about this in our first episode together, is, is I want to see this commitment now. That... You Don't give up on it a month in, two months in. Let's see this thing through because this is all the coach and team executives talked about all summer long, is these two players, Miles and Domas, are too good not to be able to play together. And In Kevin Pritchard's mind, good players figure it out. We'll see.
1: But do you do that at the expense of team success? Do you say, you know what, we might miss the playoffs, And we're okay with that because we think long term this is the best move for our team. Now, if that's where you're at, if that's where your head is, if that's where the front office is leaning, then go for it. You're totally fine. But if the wheels start to come off a little bit and they and they pivot and they, you know, they make a move, they move someone else in the starting lineup, they start bringing some bonus off the bench, they start splitting those minutes. Well, then, you know, then you have to really start to question the move to to limit the flexibility. But all in all. The the deal is fine. I don't think it's too much money or anything like that. Com- you know, it's great for Sabonis. Congratulations, by the way. Um, always love seeing people make money. Um, you know, but comparing it, you get into a little bit of trouble when you compare it to like Jalen Brown's deal, right? So Jalen Brown is a wing. It's a wing league. They're going to make more money. They're going to be in higher demand. More
0: demand, absolutely. If,
1: if Jalen Brown had gone to free agency, Jalen Brown's probably getting probably getting more money. Um, you know, China stuff aside. Um, <laughs> but probably getting more than what, he, than what he wound up taking, but it's nice to have the security, so I understand taking that deal. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, the one to compare it to might be Buddy Healed, actually, uh, because it seems like Buddy Healed was such a huge discount when you look at the Jalen Brown deal compared to, to Buddy. Um, and he, I got
0: yeah. uh, $86 million, I think, in full guarantees compared to Sabonis' around seventy five.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and, you know, the, the 75 is the important number for, for anyone listening. The, the bonus money, he's not going to hit it. He's not going to make All NBA. He's not going to be an All Star. I, I just, you know, I, let, let's be realistic. It's just not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen this year. Maybe if everything breaks right, it could happen next year. I don't know. But he's going to have to really, like, shoot the ball. And so here's what you've got you've got this guy who I think is a five, ideally, who's going to be playing out of position. Uh, he can't really make threes, he doesn't really take threes, can't really block shots. Um, what does he do well aside from pass the ball?
0: I think the biggest thing, David he does is – is on the offensive end obviously and then rebound he's the team's best rebounder by far done that the last two years playing less than 25 minutes per game and this team has been terrible at rebounding so that does help but you're you're not paying just for that right so offensively you're running the offense through him he's setting everyone up that it's the dribble handoffs it's you know setting Doug McDermott up for the three pointer um and then just crashing the boards. The concern again for me is how he defends in the pick and roll and being stretched out having to guard guys around the perimeter
1: yeah so uh, I think miles Turner is you know if I, if I was hitching my wagon to to one of these horses and I had to choose one I'm choosing miles Turner and I know that that's not popular uh, in the media or around the league from people that I've talked to. Um, but you know, that's where I'm at. I'm going to get yelled at
0: about this podcast. I can feel it already. (laughs) See what, what works too though, for Sabonis is he provides the offensive firepower, the punch more so that miles lacks. Miles is that guy defensively. Sabonis is, is a true double, double guy versus miles. Realistically, he's more of a 14, six and three blocks per game. That's realistically what you're going to get from him. Now, ideally, he takes it one step further this year, next year. But keep in mind, they're both 23. They're both not even in their primes just yet. And more to the point, which I wrote about on The Athletic, is the fact that their core is all together for at least now another season, looking at next year. And then you're talking about Victor Oladipo's contract being up. But finally, after two straight summers where they've had complete roster overhaul, now there's some continuity and that's something they can build on this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They've got they've got Brogdon signed uh, for a few years. Um, they've got, you know, Lamb who's going to be around for a little bit. So this is a good thing. I mean, ultimately continuity really does equal success in, in in the NBA. You can stack wins with a team that knows each other well. And and when you lack talent, continuity is important. This is how the Spurs have maintained their dynasty for so long. Of course, it helps when you had You know, one of the 10 best players of all time play for 20 years. So, you know, that's an advantage. But part of this is, you know, keeping your core intact, keeping them together, building that chemistry and and obviously having a a really good coach in Nate McMillan. So, you know, again, we can't even judge it, I think, on this year, because until we know what Oladipo is going to look like healthy, uh, it's going to be really hard to tell if these guys can even play together. We've seen a little bit in the preseason where where Miles is spacing out to the corner a little bit more when uh, Sabonis is operating around the elbow with the ball and and getting guys coming off dribble handoffs. That's going to be their recipe for success. They're going to have to keep those guys, you know, operating in their own zones a little bit. But you got to find a way to get to to get Sabonis out to the corners, taking more threes. He has got to attempt more threes. He has got to space the floor. Uh, This team in general, one of the things we talked about, they've got to shoot more threes, and a lot of those are going to have to come from Sabonis.
0: Yeah, as a whole, that applies to everyone. And and Sabonis, he says he he practiced it all summer long. He was primarily out in Los Angeles, but then he got um, with his national team where he was playing the four on purpose – and he really didn't attempt many threes. In preseason, he really hasn't. Um, and practice after practice, after the scrimmages, we're, I'm seeing him work on it uh, along with Miles at that same basket uh, across the court from us, but not really. There wasn't much of that in the preseason as well. Um, so you're right, there needs to be a little bit of an uptick. But based on what I've seen, he's not a great three-point shooter. So I don't necessarily need to see three or four. But if he could, say, knock down one, maybe two a game, that would be huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I, I just think he needs to space the floor, right? Like you can space the floor without shooting. I mean, he's a really good passer. He can use that to space the floor, but he's just got to actually be out there. And then when they leave him open, he has to be willing to take it. That That's the the main thing here. I mean – the guy only took 17 threes last year.
0: And I think he made half of them actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean
0: super small sample. <laughs> but he only small. took
1: 17 threes. I had to look it up because I knew it was I knew it was less than 20, but I wasn't sure exactly how many. But 17 threes. Playing a, a lot of, you know, a fair amount of four, but but mostly five. But 17 threes in 2019 just isn't going to cut it.
0: In fairness to him, one thing I do want to point out is he was, again, primarily with the second unit, which was not good. And that's another reason to go opposite of what you're saying and to be positive with an outlook for this year's group. Because even if it takes some time to gel and to build that chemistry, just on paper they're a better team, have more talent, and seem like a group that is better suited with each other, right? With McDermott's hitting the outside shot, Holiday can space the floor. Uh, Aaron Holiday eventually can open things up a little bit. I really like all of that.
1: Yeah, and again, I think using his passing, using him as a fulcrum in the offense, mm-hmm. is something that they should be looking to do, in particular while Victor is out, because you're not going to have that that guy that can create off the dribble like he can. And so I think you can do some things running split cuts You know, with him up at the wing and, and up in the high post. You can do some creative things, to to really maximize his effect on the offense, that don't involve him shooting threes. But I do think ultimately for this team to have success, he's going to have to take a few, couple maybe more two a game, two <laughs> a game.
0: Yeah, that's reasonable. A couple more po- points I want to make with you here. First of all, in terms of this contract, I think it's notable that it's very similar to Miles. And so, if there was any type of concern, say, what if Domas made twenty one, which would be say three million more than. Miles, would there be any animosity between the two? I don't think there would be, but that's always a concern. And then secondly, keeping one of uh, Victor's best friends, I think, is certainly notable as well in this whole thing with Victor being eligible for a contract extension coming up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a people business, so anything you can do to keep your star happy uh, is important. And, and, you know, there was a report uh, that came out that said that Sabonis didn't want to take less money than Miles Turner. And I, that just sounded weird to me. He wound up with a, you know, slightly more, I guess, in, in guaranteed money. Um, but yeah, that sounded weird. I don't know. Is that, was that out of character to you? The, the, what you heard? Or what I heard
0: to me, that's that's purely an agent trying to get the most money for his (laughs) client. Right. You're you're not going to hear that directly from a player. Players usually are out of it until the very end, until a deal is reasonable. That's when they'll take it to their clients. So for me, that truly suggests they're just trying to maximize a player's value. Yeah, um, he wouldn't say that.
1: Yeah, no, of course not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you'd be very uh, unpopular in the locker room.
0: One thing I do want to note, actually, on this podcast is today at practice on Monday. Very interesting. Domas was requested by the media, wasn't made available, and I don't criticize PR at all. He spoke on Saturday, really spoke up about his feelings. There wasn't much more for him to add until there was some type of resolution, but he did practice. And during practice, the front office was nowhere to be seen. They were upstairs, blinds down, clearly hashing away at this, this deal. So to take you inside practice a little bit, that, that's what it's like. The front office was gone and essentially locked in a room trying to get this thing done at the last minute, much like they did with Miles Turner a year ago.
1: Yeah, next time, look, we we really want to get this podcast to blow up. we got to put a bug in that room next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, last year, if Pacer fans will remember, I think it was Miles who tweeted out a picture of him signing – and over yeah. one of his shoulders was in small print with some of the details, the number plus the incentives. And within <laughs> minutes, that thing was deleted, but not before the internet got a hold of it. So we did Amazing. get that.
1: I love it. I love that. Oh, I love that stuff. Well, it's about oh.
0: that time. We're one <laughs> one day away from opening night, and the, the sad news, Dave, is that Zion's out indefinitely here. But otherwise, <sighs> I'm ready to go. How about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I it, that was a big Bummer. I mean, you know, I think collectively we have all in the media just been really, really excited about Zion. I mean, I think fans as well, you know. Um, but for us, this season can just get so long. But when you have a guy like Zion coming in, uh you know he's gonna be, you know, appointment television every single night just because of the style of play that he has, um, it is a little bit of a letdown. But hopefully he comes back and he's healthy
0: and you know, everything is good. I don't think there will be any shortage of storylines here this year, so Oh, we'll definitely. Be on our, not. We'll be on our way here starting Tuesday night. Yep, I'm ready. All right, very good, Dave. Appreciate you jumping on. And uh, it's interesting now. Pacers have their core intact for the foreseeable future. He's Dave DeFour. I'm Scott Agnes. This was another episode of the Fieldhouse Files.